Well, good morning. It's fantastic to be with you here in Kensington Temple, and I want to thank the leadership for allowing us to be here this morning. <clears throat> I want to th- thank this church for the voices and the voice that has came from this pulpit has rippled through the city of London out to the nations, that it's strengthened, encouraged many people throughout the nation, not just here this morning. I want to welcome people who are in the annexes and people who are online. I pray that you'll know God's blessing this morning. It's great to have you with us. And it's been a real, I was here probably over, I don't know, maybe 24 years ago I stood here. I think, or maybe it may have been longer than that. I'm not sure of the exact date when Pastor Wynn Lewis was here and I was here with Teen Challenge and I was sharing my testimony and it was an honor. So it's privileged to be back here again, standing here. It's an honor to be standing behind this pulpit in this church that has touched the nations and the voices that have came from this pulpit, voice of the Spirit. It's been a blessing to many, and I want to thank you for that this morning. I hope that you're encouraged this morning. I hope your strength has been renewed. Your faith has been encouraged that Jesus Christ, Emmanuel, that God is with us, that he's not left, he's still in the business of miracles and performing his mighty deeds among men. Were you not amazed at those stories this morning? If you want to touch a miracle, just shake hands with one of those young people and you'll have touched a miracle. What you're seeing this morning is not the work of a man, not the work of a denomination, not the work of an organization. It's the work of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Hallelujah. He can do anything. If you have a Bible with with you, will you please turn to Nehemiah chapter 4. I want to speak to you this morning on having an overcoming spirit. The Bible says that we are overcomers. But to overcome, there are battles, there are obstacles. There is demonic influence. John 10.10 says the thief comes to steal, kill and destroy. The Bible clearly teaches that if you are born again, you are a Christian, that we are in a war. And we cannot overcome the enemy by secular principles or, or just motivational speaking. You need the power of God's spirit inside of us. And the Bible says that the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead, lives inside of us. Hallelujah. What a power is living inside us this morning. Thank God for the power of the Holy Spirit this morning. Thank God we are not orphans. Thank God we're not on our own. Thank God we don't need to be educated enough to be an overcomer. Although education is great, thank God we don't need to know everything to be an overcomer. Thank God we don't need to be perfect to be an overcomer. God is not looking for people who just know everything. He's looking for our people who believe this morning. He's looking for those who will believe on his word and mix it with faith and know and have that overcoming spirit. I've been in ministry probably over 20 years and I need to say in the last few years I I do a lot of traveling. I do think sometimes the modern church has become problem conscious rather than conscious of the greatness of our God. A little bit maybe self-observed sometimes with our own problems. 
speaking about our own giants, speaking about how we feel, and feelings are important, but you know they're, they're, they're fickle. You know, don't fellowship with your feelings too long. You're not meant to fellowship with your feelings. We're meant to fellowship with Him. And if you fellowship with something too long, these feelings, it can bring despair into our lives. But in the book of Nehemiah, we see a man who came against opposition, mockings, a voice that tried to dispirit him. The Bible talks about Nehemiah. He was a cupboard bearer. He worked for the king. It was a privileged position. And, but Jerusalem was in a mess. The enemies had broken down the walls. And when Nehemiah asked the men who came back from Jerusalem, how is Jerusalem? What's the report? They said the walls are broken down. And he started to weep and he fasted and he had a burden. And this man was a man of God. And God had a call on his life and a purpose in his life. And I'll tell you, as soon as you move towards the purpose of Christ, for the glory of God, with the love of God. If you're just lukewarm and carnal, you'll be okay. But if you move towards the Christ and doing a work for Jesus Christ, all hell will be let loose in your life. You will experience the biggest rejection from men you've ever experienced. You will hear voices of discouragement. It tries to dispirit you and bring you down. The devil wants to stop us before we even start. He wants to bring you down. And Nehemiah is a man of God and he, he, he has a burden and he goes to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. And as he starts to do that, we pick it up, the story in Nehemiah chapter 4, starting from verses 1. Now Nehemiah, now it came about that Sam Ballot heard that we were rebuilding the wall. He became furious and angry and mocked the Jews. He spoke in the presence of his brothers and the wealth, wealthy men of Samaria and said, what are these feeble Jews doing? Listen to the language. Listen to the voice. As soon as you're involved in God's work, what are these feeble Jews doing? Are they going to restore it for themselves? Can they offer sacrifice? Can they finish it in a day? Can they revive the stones from the dust and the rubble, even the burnt ones? Now Toba, the Amorite, was near him. And he said, even what they are building, even if a fox jumps on it, it will break down. Nehemiah is going about God's work. And there's this voice trying to intimidate, trying to hinder trying to come against the work of God. It's a real voice. It's not all powerful, but it is powerful. Discouragement is no respecter of person. Discouragement can find its way to the streets of Calcutta, to the poorest people on earth, and ask them, why is your life worth living? Why don't you just end it right now? Or discouragement could maybe go into a mansion somewhere in Kensington or London or New York and crawl under the door, buy a private swimming pool, buy a 10-bedroom mansion and discouragement can be a man sitting at a table and, and put so deep 
a desperatum that he wonders what his life is all about, even though he has all the possession in the world, and yet he says, my life is not worth living because a voice, sometimes it's a voice within, sometimes it's without. You see, you have to be careful. We are meant to talk to ourselves, but we are not meant to let self talk to us. Do not let self talk to you. Do not let your, your, yourself tell you how bad you are and how rotten you are. When you hear that voice, you say, don't you speak to me like that. And you start to speak to yourself. Why are you downcast? Oh, my soul. Put your hope in God. If God is for me, who could be against me? Hallelujah. He that is in me is greater than he that is in the world. I will not listen to you this morning. This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. I will bless his name this morning. I will lift my hands this morning. I will rejoice this morning because my God is able. Hallelujah. Do not let yourself speak to you too often, but you must speak to yourself and say, I am born again. I'm washed in the blood. I'm a new creature. He who started a good work in me will finish that. Don't be discouraged to it, saints. Be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Nehemiah, he's building this wall. And when they come against him, he doesn't say we have to have a meeting. What is the new strategy? The first thing that Nehemiah does, we, we see it in verse four. Here, oh our God, how we are despised. He talks to God. And God hears. In the midst of a crowd, in the midst of business, God hears. And they try to discourage him. The a voice of the enemy. Intimidation, fear, undermining the great work of our Christ. If a fox jumps on it, undermining. It makes you feel like what you're building on is quicksand when it's a rock. It makes you feel like what you're building is going to fall any day now, but yet when it's going to last forever because it's involved in eternity. And he undermines it. And we're involved in a great work. There's a voice of the enemy, a weapon. Now discouragement will kill a man's enthusiasm. It will dispirit you. It will kill your motivation. It will kill your motivation for prayer. It will kill your motivation for natural getting up in the morning and working. Discouragement can take the fight out of a man. It's a powerful weapon that the enemy uses. The Bible talks a lot about it, about don't be discouraged. Encourage each other while it is day. Be careful how we speak to each other. Stay away from the nonsense of gossip and silly talk and foolish gesture. This is the day where we must speak life to one another. Where we must speak hope to one another. Where we must speak strength to one another. And build each other up in the Lord. Sometimes people are simply discouraged because of fatigueness. Just work. Life will have its toll on you. Kids, work, mortgage, life. And the enemy would even use tiredness and he'll come at a point of weakness. He'll get you at a point where you're not at your best and he'll try to get access into your mind. He'll try to get access into your soul and discourage you with words of encouragement. Just one word. 
has took people out. There's people on the hard shoulder of life today who were maybe once sitting here. They loved God. They were anointed. They preached, but they got so discouraged. They were in the battle too long. One fiery dart too long. And maybe like King David, they said, I'll just take time out from the battle. And that was the time where the enemy got access and discouraged them. And they're on the hard shoulder of life. Because in the day of battle, they came out and then they found themselves, you know, they maybe have compromised or got tired and weary and, and you know, I'll come out the prayer closet. I don't need to read the word. I'll, I'll just listen to tapes all the time. And that's good. That's fine. But there's a time when you have to feed your spirit. You have to get into a room and just meet with God. Duncan Campbell, the great revivalist, said, Revival. Revival. is not just when our churches are filled with men. Revival is when men are filled with God. Are you filled with God this morning? Fatigueness, tiredness, discouragement can end up making a person say it's not worth it. In 1 Kings 18, when Elijah, what a, what a day that was. The fire of God fell. You ever been in meetings like that? The fire came. The glory came. The power came. People got saved. People got healed. And then Monday came. And the devil was waiting for you at the end of the bed when you least expected it. But at that point, it's not funny. It, that voice got so into this man of God, a man of light passion, just like us. He knew the glory, he knew the fire, he knew the power. And within 24 hours, he was under a tree saying, take my life. I'm no better than anybody. Discouragement. But God came and started to lift him up. Elisha, sometimes Elijah, God recommissioned re him. And the voice of the enemy and that discouragement did not have the power to do what it was meant to do because God restored them and recommissioned them and sent them back. Hallelujah. Can anybody say amen to that? Amen. Wow. <laughs> Discouragement will make a man lose his confidence. When King David, 1 Samuel 30, was his, the Philistines, or robbers came and they, they, they came to Ziglag and they, they took his wife and his children and his money and they left the camp with nothing. The enemy came in the back door, robbed him of everything. He had nothing left. And I'll tell you, it was bad because discouragement can come from within. Even his own men wanted to stone him. Even his own men wanted to take his life. It's amazing when everything's right, when everything's okay, nobody's no problem with you being a leader. When everything goes wrong, all of a sudden everybody points and says it's him. It's just human nature. But David, nobody says, David, he never said this is a mess and he never looked at the problem. He spoke to himself and it said he encouraged himself in the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. I said, if you have nobody else to encourage you, encourage yourself in the Lord this morning. Hallelujah. Amen. David encouraged himself in the Lord and it said he recovered all. Paul the Apostle was a fabulous Christian, powerful man of God. A man who knew trials. A man who knew being shipwrecked three times. Some man of faith. I mean, I'm, I'm glad. Can you imagine Paul saying, would you like to travel with me on my next boat journey? 
Um, no, thank you. So much for traveling messy prayers. Not against them. Three times was I shipwrecked because faith does not make your life easy. And victory and being an overcomer and having an overcomer, an overcoming spirit is not the absence of pain and suffering. It's in spite of it. That's what gives us a testimony. We should be down, but we're up. We should be depressed, but we're glad. We should be sad, but we're happy. We should be lost, but I'm found. I, couldn't, I shouldn't have made it to church this morning, but I did because God is good. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. And Paul said, I am persuaded. Three words took a man through his whole Christian life. A man who knew imprisonments, sufferings, rejected by men, stoned, shipwrecked, a thorn in his side that the Lord had allowed to keep him humble. In his old age, he's in a prison. But at the end of his age, he's not telling you about all the problems he's had. He's sitting in a prison and he's speaking and he's saying, that's all that I might know him. He's saying, he's telling people, run the race with all of your might. He's telling people, run with all your might. I've been through many trials. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. We've been through so many trials but I can tell you, look what the Lord has done. I am persuaded that neither life, nor death, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things above, nor things below can separate me from the love, from the love that's in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Hallelujah. It's not because we're great. It's because of Christ. Hallelujah. I'm not in Nehemiah. He's fighting on. And then if you turn to Nehemiah chapter 6, verses 1 to 3. Now when it was reported, Zambalat, Toba, to Geshem, the Arab, and to the rest of our enemies, that I had rebuilt the wall. He got the job done. Through the rejection of men, through the feeble words that were trying to discourage him, he got the job done. Because if God is for you, oh, I'll say that, if God is for you, we got the wall. There was no breach remained in it. Although at that time, I'd not set the doors and gate. Listen to this. Then Sambalat, guess him, sent a message. Here's a message from the devil saying to me, so the devil, he can't get you one way, so then he tries another way. He, come on now, let's just, let's, let's talk about this. Let's meet together. Different strategy. Let's meet together. Come let us meet together at Cherim in the plain of Uno, but they were planning to harm me. Now listen to the voice of an overcomer. So I, meant, I sent a message to them saying, I'm doing a great work up here. I can't come down. I'm doing a great work up here. I can't come down. Listen to this. They sent the message to me four times. The devil just keeps on trying. But Nehemiah 
sent the same message four times. I can't. I told you the first time, I'm not coming down. I told you the second time, I'm not coming down. I told you the fourth time, I'm not coming down. And I'll tell you the fifth time, I'm not coming down. And I'll tell you the sixth time, I'm not coming down. And I'm going to tell you on Monday, I'm not coming down. And I'm going to tell you on Tuesday, I'm not coming down. And I'm going to tell you Wednesday, I'm not coming down. And I'm going to tell you Thursday, I'm not coming down. And I'm going to tell you Friday, I won't be coming down. And I'm going to tell you Saturday, I won't be coming down. And when I see you in church next Sunday, I'm going to shout out with all of my heart, I'm not coming down. Hallelujah. 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 I sense the spirit of faith in this place. I sense the spirit shaking things off. Minds that have been troubled. Hearts that have been weighing heavy. I feel the power of God breaking chains this morning. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Sometimes people are discouraged by what they see. Deuteronomy. 1, 1 to 28, God had delivered Israel. They saw the power of the hand of God crushing Pharaoh with all his might, the world power of the day. One man in a rod stepped in and said, let my people go. And they said, Who are you? who's this feeble man with this feeble stick talking to this mighty power? And Moses said, I'm not here to tell you about me. You might think this is an old feeble body. But there's somebody inside me who's not feeble and he's told me to tell you a message. Let my people go. And he said, who's God? But he found out who God was. God came with such power. Such power. Such power. He opened the Red Sea and they let them out. And they're on the edge of a promised land. They're on the edge of something phenomenal. Molten honey, their own land. They send 10 spies in. 10 come back and eight spies. Eight people dispirited and took the guts and took the fight a million people. I want to tell you, discouragement is like a cancer. It can spread. And Joshua and Caleb are the only two who went in because they had a different spirit. They had an overcoming spirit. They said, not only is there molten honey in there, there's giants in there, but we can take them down. We can take them out. When David came down and saw Goliath, everybody said, look at the size of this man. But David looked at him and said, with my God, I can take this giant out. He wasn't Goliath conscious. He was God conscious. Hallelujah. Maybe you've come in this morning conscious of Goliath, but I pray you walk out this morning conscious of the greatness and the bigness and the power and the authority of our Christ. Hallelujah. One and a half million people dispirited by what they see. And the Bible says, we do not live by sight. We live by Remember Elisha? And his servant, and his servant comes running into the house and he said, Master, we are surrounded on every side. There's an army round about us. You see, he saw something with his eyes and it discouraged him and it put fear in and it put anxiety in and it put doubt in. 
And I love Elisha. He's sitting on a chair next to a coal fire. The man of God. He's abiding in God. He's in the vine. He's connected. And he, and he doesn't even go, don't tell me we're surrounded. You get no sense of panic, do you? And one of the signs of a man of God and a Christian is a sense of peace. And he sits there and he says, God, open his eyes. And he goes out and he comes back in and he goes, it's going to be okay. I see the chariots of God. There's more with us than there is with them. Hallelujah. Oh God, open our eyes to see the glory and the power and the majesty of our Christ. We have been looking at our giants, looking at our problems. Lift your eyes and look at the Christ and become God conscious again in your spirit. Turn with me to Mark 15, please. Mark chapter 15. Will you say, I don't usually do this, but will everybody say, I'm not coming down? <laughs> will you say it one more time? I'm not down. Mark 15, verse 29. In fact, we'll start from Mark 15, verse 27. This is the chapter where our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, is being crucified. Mark 15, we'll start from verse 27. They crucified two robbers with him, one on his right and one on his left. And the scripture was fulfilled, which says... And he was numbered with the transgressions. Now I want you to remember Nehemiah and the voice that was shouting at him. Verse 29. Those passing by were hurling abuse at him, wagging their heads and saying, Ha, you who are going to destroy the temple, rebuild it in three days. Listen to this voice. Save yourself and come down. Hundreds of years later, Different generation. Same voice. Right underneath the cross of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. You see, the enemy did not want Jesus to go to the cross. You see, how do you know that? When Peter said to the Lord, Lord, this is, don't let this happen. This is not so. This is what the Lord said. Get behind me, Satan. His face was like a flint. He must go to the cross. And he's on the cross. Right at the point of victory. Right at the point where history was about to change. Right, right at the point where principalities and powers were going to be made a laughing stock of. And their weapons would be broken and disarmed for all eternity. Hallelujah. Right at the point where principalities would be broken. Right under the cross. Right under the cross. Where every prophecy that was fulfilled about Christ was about to be fulfilled. The enemy had been after the seed of Christ from Genesis all the way. Tried to destroy the seed. But here was the Christ on the cross. And right at this point, this voice 
as blood is running from our Savior. Save yourself and come down. Will you allow me to speculate? This is not in the Bible. But I think underneath his breath, Jesus looked down and said, I can't come down. I'm doing a great work up here. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah, G. Hallelujah, Lord. I'm doing a great work up here. Hallelujah. I'm getting a bit excited because it was a great work. I can't come down. I'm doing a great work up here. Hallelujah. If I come down, the blind won't see. The lame won't dance. The crippled won't walk. The brokenhearted won't be healed. The drunk won't be sober. The drug addicts won't be set free. Prostitutes won't feel like a woman anymore. Hallelujah, Lord. To God be the glory. To you be the glory. Oh, I can't come down. I can't come down. If I come down, there'll be no forgiveness of sin. Has there anybody been forgiven? If I come down, that lump in your leg, that lump in your breast, that lump in your brain, there'll be no hope. But Jesus Christ, he never came down. And the healing of Christ never stayed on the shores of Galilee. It walked right into the 20th century. If I come down, cancers won't be healed. Asthma won't be healed. Blindness won't be healed. Deaf ears won't open up if I come down. Oh, I'm so glad he never came down. Hallelujah. What a hope. What a hope we have in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. What a hope. I have no interest in entertaining anybody this morning, but I pray with all my heart that the Spirit of God, not the Spirit of a man, not the spirit of a denomination, the spirit of God will break every chain that has put you in a place of limitation. Break every bondage that's in your mind and bring you to a place of liberty that is rightfully mine and yours in Jesus Christ. I can't come down. If I come down, the rich person who has everything the world could offer but sits with a sense of emptiness in them side, cannot be filled if I come down. I'll tell you this, I wouldn't be here if he never came down. Because I stood here 20 years ago. They have a picture of me. I don't know if you've got it. Don't know if we can get it. <laughs> that was me. I'm so glad he never came down. But look what the Lord has done. Can somebody say amen? You can take it off now. <laughs> Thank you. I actually not seen it for a while. I didn't know it was that bad. <laughs> I'm not coming down. Friends, I'm not coming down. I want the high calling of Jesus Christ. There's a lifestyle that goes with the name. The high calling is holiness. Living right. Treating others right. Having the right attitude. It's not all about just power for miracles. It's about living right and being a light in our communities. 
That's about looking at our giants and no becoming giant conscious, but becoming conscious of the presence of our Christ. With this faith, it says, we overcome. It's with this faith that we break through. It's with this faith we get into heaven by believing in the Lord Jesus Christ. And you know what? We're not on our own. I won't leave you as an orphan. I'm going to leave you the Holy Spirit. And he's going to, he's going to live inside you. And he's going to carry along. And when you you see, that's what the Holy Ghost is all about. When you're down in the dumps and, and, and the devil comes and goes, well, you know, just discourage him. He sinned again. He sinned against God again. And he goes, oh, look what you've done. You need to say, yeah, but he never came down. And the blood never loses its power. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The blood never loses his power. His mercy is new every morning. His love never comes to an end. He's faithful when I'm unfaithful. I never chose him. He chose me a long, long time ago. My name was in a book. I could never be good enough, fast enough, or pray enough for this love. It's all because he never came down. And I believe that Jesus Christ is Lord. Hallelujah. One last thing to say to you, brothers and sisters, before I pass it back to um, Pastor Bruce Atkinson. You don't need to turn there for time, but allow me to read Ephesians 6, 10 to 18. I'll leave you with this as you fight on and move on with the power of your God. I want to implore you this morning, don't come down. I know there's a temptation, but I implore you, don't come down. I want to tell you, we're surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. And they're leaning over the balconies of heaven this morning and they're saying, keep on running. Abraham said, I didn't know where I was going. I never had nothing, but God provided. Keep, don't come down. Moses, I I failed God and I'd made mistakes, but don't come down. And all through this week, you can say, I'm sick, I'm tired, I'm hard pressed on every side, but I'm not coming down. (laughs) Ephesians 6, chapters 10 to 18. And I say this to my brothers and sisters here this morning as I, I finish this word of the Lord to you. Finally, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God so that you will be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil. For our struggle, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the powers and the principalities the world forces of this darkness against the spiritual forces of wickedness in heavenly places. Therefore, everybody who's in Kensington Temple, take up the full armor of God so that you will be able to resist in the day of evil. In the day of evil. And having done everything to stand, stand firm. Stand firm, therefore, having girded your lines with the truth and having put on the blessed plate of righteousness. And having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. In addition to all, taking up the shield of faith. Faith with which you will be able to extinguish all. Everybody say all. All. The flaming arrows of the evil one. 
and take up the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. With all prayer, all petition, pray at all times in the Spirit and with this you, be on your alert with all perseverance and patience for all the saints. Verse 24. Grace be with you, all who love our Lord Jesus Christ with an incorruptible love. Amen. amen. And amen. amen. Hallelujah. Come on, give them some praise. Come on, somebody give them praise this morning. Somebody say, I'm not coming down this morning. Our God is able. We have a conviction. Our God is able. Lord, I pray for every man and woman under the sound of my voice this morning. I pray a spirit of discouragement, fiery darts of the enemy. Self-talk, whatever it may be, I pray this morning that faith will have risen, that strength would have, Lord, they would have put on strength. I pray for your grace and your mercy to continue to follow us as you've promised all the days of our life. Lord, we will get to the other side. We will make it, not because we're great, because most of the time we can feel feeble, we can feel weak, but you are always able to do more abundantly than we ask or think this morning. There's not a situation you can't change. There's not a man you can't save. There's not a depression you can't deliver. There's not a disease you can't heal, because with you, God, with you, all things are possible. All things are possible this morning to him who believes. I pray this morning that you will have a great week and that we will speak to each other encouraging words with psalms and songs and spiritual songs that each day, this week, you will phone somebody and say, don't come down. I'm not coming down this morning. Uh, whose report are you going to believe this morning? Are you going to believe the giant? Or are you going to believe the word of God this morning? That if God is for us, who can be against us? Lord, we're not interested in hate or emotionalism. Let your spirit do a work in people's lives this morning. Those who have came in heavy, let them leave light. Those, Lord, who maybe this morning, this is only the first word and it maybe take all week for the breakthrough to come. They've heard voices, but I pray, Lord, as they keep on with a persevering spirit that they will not come down. If you don't know Jesus Christ this morning as your Lord and Savior, and life has came to you like a train wreck, and you've said, I've heard the testimonies, I've heard the word of the Lord, I want to give my life to Jesus Christ this morning. Would you lift your hand right now? Would you say, I want to give my life to Jesus this morning? God bless you. Is there anybody else? Anybody? God bless anybody else? Father, I pray for those who lifted their hands right now. I pray your spirit would come upon them as you're drawing them to yourself. I pray that they would experience your love. I pray they would experience your forgiveness, Lord. And as they speak to people in the church, I pray they would know and continue the love of God this morning that you brought them here, that it was not an accident. They're discouraged and they're down. They've heard the testimonies. Put hope in them this morning, Lord. Let them know they'll be forgiven. If they ask you into your life, if you right now can say, Jesus, come into my life and save me, the Bible says you will be saved. The Lord, leave, let us leave it with your peace. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you.